And good morning, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yens on AM 1030 KVY, the voice, daily in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm your host, Zach Yenser, and uh, around here we wish uh, all of our listeners, of course, Matt making the magic happen on the other side of the glass, uh, not only a happy Tuesday, but a happy Wednesday Eve. It is our Tuesday edition of this drive time hour of Tipping Point. Matt, good morning to you. Uh, welcome aboard. We're in the saddle again. Happy Wednesday Eve. Happy uh, summer. And uh, it's the longest day of the year. So uh, Is it? Yeah. <laughs> so. So, so, so when is sunset supposed to be then? Do you have that handy on the longest day of the year? I have that right here. It's, I don't have it right here. Um, no worries. <laughs> I will find it for you, though. The longest day of the year. At some point before the show is over, we'll figure out uh, when the sun came up and when it's supposed to to go down. But no, I'm looking forward to today's show, getting to talk with, uh, actually, as it turned out, completely by accident, but I love these kind of shows, talking to two local businesses and uh, four local business owners uh, about their startups and entrepreneurship here in the community. We're taking a little bit of a break from all the policy, politics, issues, ideas of the day, and just talking to a couple of companies. Uh, I'll back into it. At the end of the hour, Grange Hall Relish is going to be with us, uh, a young uh, entrepreneurial couple um, who are reviving a family recipe to start a business here. Uh, but to get us started, uh, got to meet these folks a couple of weeks ago uh, and really enjoyed getting to know them. And many of our listeners will recognize this company, but uh, uh, the next generation of the story, and we get to talk about it here, we have with us live in studio Mike and Amber Wall of Bottle Breacher. Let's welcome them on in. Amber, good morning to you. Thanks for being here. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So we've got a couple of segments, so we've got time to wind through the story. I think a lot of our listeners um, will recognize the name Bottle Breacher, um, if not from, um, from Shark Tank. I know that uh, the previous owners have been on these airwaves on on different shows throughout the year. So so let's go just the step right before you guys, and then we'll talk about talk about you both. But but how did Bottle Breacher begin? Again, tell me the Shark Tank piece uh, and, and kind of how how y'all got involved with it. Um, well, Eli's story is going to be told way better by Eli, of course, um, and anybody can catch any of the run episodes on YouTube. Um, so just type in uh, Bottle Breacher, but. Long and the short of it was, he uh, he received a, a 50 cal uh, bullet from his uh, his brother. Uh, it was a bottle opener. He polished it up, thought he could do it better, which he did, and um, it was a hit um, overseas while he was deployed. And so he took that idea. And Jen, being a stay-at-home uh, mom, and you think about the fact that you cannot get a hold of your husband, you don't know when he's going to call. Mm. Um, I would imagine that creates. Um, creates a lot of feelings that I can't speak for Jen, obviously, uh, raising two young girls here in Tucson. And uh, so the, the company was really, a, I think, anyway, to to kind of give her something to take her mind off of things, right? And uh, a really badass product, too. Um, don't know if I should say that word, but anyway, um, it's really cool, right? And um, if you really think about just the sentiment behind it, these are once fired. Uh, you take the brass and uh, that's once fired, whether it's a training activity or um, during action too, I don't know how you'd collect that, but 
uh, you reload it, and it's it's a piece. Uh, it's a memory uh, for these guys. And I, I came to learn that actually just last week, and um, I didn't know how special it was to um, the patriots that make these the the men and women that we get to employ and the sentiment that it, uh, that it holds for them and the value that it holds for them. So thank you guys for helping me out with that and being patient with me. Uh, went on Shark Tank. Uh, Sharks believed in it. Kevin O'Leary cried wow. uh, on it. So if you think about Kevin O'Leary. Yeah, not, not a crier. <laughs> no. Uh, so just think about the sentiment there and um, got him going. They they hit the ground running. They blew up off after Shark Tank and uh, Kevin O'Leary came down to Tucson. Actually, cool episode there after the uh, Beyond the Tank, I think it's called, and uh, came down to Tucson, helped them out, really, and uh, just kept it going from there. They just had a, a really great run, and they've been doing really, really, really well. Mm-hmm. Even got through COVID, and if you think about that, it's, it's not a necessary or necessity item. Mm-hmm. And for people still to believe in the, the product and what it stands for is absolutely amazing. So it just tells you the, the weight and the value something really has about that when you really understand the story and you understand uh, what all of our gentlemen put in every single day uh, to make these. For sure. And, you know, and certainly in the second segment, I'd love to get a little bit of insights for our listeners because you, you hire veterans and, yeah. and, and you get to see firsthand uh, the after effects of their service and what, what they go through uh, to serve uh, and protect this country and then what it looks like to be back in this country. I want to talk with you certainly about that. But we're obviously not here to talk about the first stages uh, of Bottle Breacher because you are uh, the second generation of it. You uh, you, you both are um, local and from Tucson. Uh, we, uh, we're hearing from Amber here this morning, but Mike is with us as well in, in studio. But uh, tell us, Amber, how, how then did you get involved? How did you find out about uh, Bottle Breacher and, and, and then take it on and, and, and all that? Um, when my husband failed to tell me, he uh, put money down for a non-disclosure to uh, to look at the business. Um, uh, him and Eli, he was actually Eli's banker uh, back in the day, which is just ironic. Mm. And uh, his, For this business? For this business, Wow, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, coincidentally, the business broker that he uh, used to, to uh, purchase his other uh, business venture that Mike has uh, was representing uh, Eli and Jen as well. And Tucson's a small small town. Uh, everybody knows everybody, um, especially once you get old like us, right? So um, <laughs> anyway, I think he had lunch with Bo or something like that, and uh, I didn't even know he put the money down for the non-disclosure to read through the finances. Wow. And uh, I think he just saw me struggle every day being in corporate and uh, not being as president as I wanted to be as a wife and a mom. And that was originally the intention, a well-oiled machine, right? Like bottle breacher. Uh, Let's do it. Eli's running for Congress, and uh, yeah, let's just take over and well over sheet. We'll be good to go, right? Um, and uh, anyway, the first finance meeting, I got bored after like two minutes of it, and uh, <laughs> I asked if I could just like walk around with Eli's guys, right? Wow. Like, I literally said, like, I, can I just like go have the guy show me around? And uh, they did. Uh, a great crew, um, all veterans, and. Uh, they tried to put me through the ringer a little bit, I think. Um, but by the end of it, uh, I became their mom, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it was a great first meeting. And uh, since then, it's definitely uh, it's morphed and it's changed every single day. And I think uh, the one thing I am appreciative of, of corporate America is they did teach me to pivot very quickly, mm-hmm. uh, to fail fast, and to be humble. And to uh, understand you might start something um, 
and then figure out like you need to go a different direction and these guys are very patient with me and mike and they're teaching us something mm-hmm. every single day and uh i think what what started as being more present as a, as a wife and a mom um, became being a really good mom and being a really good wife is standing by your values, right? And uh, we're both very patriotic. We've been learning a lot about um, our values and our rights and, you know, not not taking a six-figure income is not worth it at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And to teach our kids what it means to be in America and what it means to have freedom. And these are... I have gentlemen right now, so I'm going to say gentlemen. I have gentlemen that are so patient with me every single day and really teach me and Mike and our we get to pass it on to our kids um, what it means to be a patriot. And um, the for me, it was about uh, helping uh, um, those who served our country transition from military to civilian life. Right. Well, civilians don't understand right. um, what our military goes through at now. all. I, I, and I'm saying that for me. All. That's not yeah. pointing fingers at anybody listening. No. That's me. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've never been there. You know, my mm-hmm. my brother's in the Navy, but that's you know, he's still in it, right? Like I don't mm-hmm. understand what it's like. Yeah. So, I mean, just the things that I think are little as a business owner, right? I almost lost my team two weeks ago, right? Um, and simply vetting me and my uh, wanting to vet the five hundred one three Cs that we give to, and making mm-hmm. sure that that money is going to where they say it's going, and. uh that in turn was the reason why some of the guys are are with bottle breacher right and um to them it, it's a piece of mm. it's a very important piece and i didn't even know what never forgotten meant mm. and um when i found out like i um i actually did get teary-eyed but i didn't know that um when uh, when a soldier dies you die twice actually um that they die um, in in battle, um, and then they die again when no one ever says their name again because mm. their service is forgotten. Wow! And so, um, never forgotten is about saying a soldier's name in, in memory because their sacrifice, once their name is is not spoken anymore, um, it's like it didn't happen. Wow! And their sacrifice is basically gone. Well, they make these breachers and take. It's all handmade, all mm. of it. Every single step is is hand-touched, right? Um, and when they know it's a never-forgotten, they take pride in everything they do. Almost too much pride, guys. I want to sell some stuff, too, okay? Um, any ding, any anything, they will wow. not put it out there because it's a representation of service. It's and amazing. when it's a never-forgotten, um, the process takes a really long time for sure <laughs> um, but for good reason i realize so on on that note let's go to our our first break and then our last break of this conversation <clears throat> when we come back with our segment together and we've also obviously amber talked about the origin story how you and mike got involved uh what the main product is and i know that's expanding um and i obviously want our listeners to support you in the business and and, and our and, and the veterans who are working for uh the company but i want to talk about what tell us a little bit on the other side of what it looks like to go from military service to civilian life i, I would love to get an insight into that because you live it every day and i think it's an important piece um, of this story as well we're with mike and amber wall <clears throat> now the owners of bottle breacher uh and uh, uh um and uh more on this when we come back also Luis and Holly Barnett will be with us Grange Hall Relish 
how they're reviving an old family recipe recipe here in Tucson uh, to uh, start the next generation of that business. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back here on 1030 The Voice. Don't go anywhere. Trusted local news and talk all day, every day. 1030 The Voice. Hi, this is Ethan Orr from the University of Arizona, where we apply science for sustainability and economic opportunity. At the Arizona Cooperative Extension, we focus on youth leadership, water conservation, and environmental health. If you'd like to find out more about urban agriculture, youth development, or creating a healthier environment, call me, Ethan Orr, at 520-621-0906, or visit us at extension.arizona.edu. School's out and summer's here. And now's the best time to come out in the evenings and catch Tucson's professional soccer team, FC Tucson, in action. We're back home June 11th for Forever Pride. Fireworks and a salute to the troops on July 3rd. Celebrating Tucson's birthday on August 20th. And don't miss our defending WPSL Desert Conference champions in action. The FC Tucson women have home games June 3rd, June 19th, June 24th, and July 1st. Tickets start at just $10. Get yours now at fctucson.com. Why I love where I live. It's a brand and movement that began here in Tucson to spark gratitude and celebrate the good things about where we live. Located in the open air Mercado San Agustin Annex, just west of downtown, it's a great place to shop or spend time with friends as you enjoy food, drink, and other shopping options close by. Find gifts, toys, books, and clothes that will help you celebrate where you live. Visit them at the Annex off the I-10 at Cushing and Avenida del Convento. Zach Yenzo here, and I'm so excited to be a part of the launch of the Little Love Burger as they're growing in Tucson. Located just a few hours down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger serves up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, some ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. Little Love Burger is open Sunday through Thursday, 11 to 9, and Friday and Saturday, 11 to 10. You can follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson. Don't you want some burger to love? Zach Yenser here, host of Tipping Point, and I want to tell you that Decibel Coffee Works is the coffee we drink at home and while we're out and about. Run by a great local team of people who care about the Tucson community, you'll find a variety of great coffee drinks, beans, pastries, and more. There's also a rumor ice cream is on its way in 2022. To see their full menu and varieties of roasted beans from around the world, visit DecibelCoffeeWorks.com and visit them at 267 South Avenida del Convento. Mention you heard about them on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser for 10% off your next order on anything you buy. Tucson homeowners, do you have equity in your home and would like to sell but are afraid that you won't be able to find a new place in this market? Well, you're not alone. That's why CNC Partners has put together an innovative way to make your next home dream come true. They work with local investors who can purchase your home for cash, pay above market value, waive the appraisal, and provide you with the option to lease your home back to you for 12 months until you can find a new home in the Tucson market. If you'd like to see what that cash offer might look like with no obligation, go to Tucson Cash offer.com. When you manage your money with a credit union, you're taking true ownership of your finances and how your money impacts the community. Stop letting banking just happen to you. Bring your money home to Vantage West. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, this is Tom Sullivan. Join me weeknights from 7 to 10 for the Tom Sullivan Show on 1030 KVOI, The Voice. (laughs) 
And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. We're in studio with Mike and Amber Wall, the new-ish owners, the next generation of Bottle Breacher, handcrafted 50 caliber bottle openers made by active duty service members and veterans. Uh, you have probably no doubt heard about this company before, uh, if not because they're a local Tucson company uh, of Shark Tank fame in the early days and uh, and now a business that is thriving and has a, um, a really bright future. Um, and we talked about the business a little bit and how you got into it, Mike and Amber. But Amber, something you said that I wanted to really get into in more detail, uh, and that is you're getting to work with uh, individuals um, who um, took up the call to defend uh, and protect our country um, and who did so and who are now back on the civilian side. That military to civilian transition, I don't think the three of us are veterans, none of us have served, but you're getting to work with people who have and you're seeing it. What are some of the challenges um, that those who've served our country have when they transition back into everyday life here in America? Um, well, I guess I'll start with um, just my corporate career and uh, you know, going through those hiring events where uh, big companies uh, like Chase and Target uh, have military hiring campaigns, right? And uh, you know, we're gonna do the right thing and hire 10,000 veterans this year, 50,000 veterans this year, right? And uh, they, they make the number and um, you know, you wonder where they are a year later, and a lot of them are no longer employed with the companies. And um, corporate America is great for a lot of things: guaranteed paycheck every two weeks, health insurance, uh, a lot of really great things, right? But the transition is uh, basically we did our job as a corporation, and we did the right thing and hired somebody uh, from the military who served our country, right? Well. Uh, I don't even know half the things that anybody mm -hmm. goes through this active duty. I'm, I'm learning a lot, and uh, I have people like Taylor on my team, and uh, actually all my guys, really, Jason, our guys, sorry, they're not mine, my husband included. <laughs> uh, we're, we're learning, we're just learning a lot, and when people share uh, their stories, it helps you understand. I had a couple uh, veterans at Target who did the same thing, and um, you have to be patient because even the process of getting out of the military mm. between uh, appointments and clearance and everything else, it is crazy. Uh, my last uh, couple of years at Target, I had uh, two executives who actually held a position with uh, Davis Monthan. Their, their job was to transition uh, veterans from military to civilian life. It's an actual position with wow. the military, right? And that's how encumbersome it is. And then you hear about, oh, I have to go to the VA today. When there's an appointment, you gotta go to that appointment. You're not gonna make another appointment, right? And then on top of it, you're gonna wait four hours, mm -hmm. maybe five. And then maybe you're not even gonna get it seen. And if you don't, if you miss your checkups, it, checkups, that's a really bad term. Um, if you if you miss those appointments, right? Uh, there's, I'm gonna say repercussions, I don't know the right word, right? But on top of that, uh, You've, you've been told what to do since you were 18. You've taken orders, you've taken direction, hmm. uh, which is awesome, right? Um, you know what you're gonna wear, you know you're gonna, what you're gonna eat, right. you, you know all these things, right? But now think about the fact that now you're gonna go into corporate America and um, you, you need to have some free thinking a little bit. As much as corporate America um, structures hmm. and tells you what hmm. to do, there is still an aspect to your role that you need to be confident in your dis ability to make decisions hmm. Um, in the moment, because your 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 boss isn't always there. Your right. your higher ranking command is not always there. Um, 
And, and I think you told me a story, Amber, um, where that happened in your company as well, mm-hmm. Battle Breacher, where some of your guys said, look, I need to know what you want mm-hmm. um, to a degree if I get if I got that story right. Yeah. There's a, uh, a YouTube video I was shown, at, I want to say at Chase, a long time ago, Captain of the Submarine. It's a great mm. video. And uh, when Mike and I met, I was uh, just was offered offered told to go to another target to turn it around <laughs> happy black friday weekend of all weekends and i was um working so much i had to, i quit crossfit i just a lot of different things right well he dumped me the day after christmas and uh he wanted to be with somebody that was going to be present and that was a rude awakening for me because i wanted to be present as a mom i was a single mom for over a year and a half and then I took a step back and realized, like, she's going to grow up. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not always going to get my validation from work. And I don't want to on that, mm-hmm. on that note, right? Um, so we got back together, obviously. And um, he was patient with me. And I, I remembered that, that YouTube video. I went back and watched it. And the basic concept is um, I can do all the thinking. I can do everything myself. But if you're always the answer man, you never get to go home and make dinner mm. at all. But if I have 200 people thinking the same way that I think, making the same decisions that I would make, right, um, that's unstoppable. Right. Right, unstoppable. And when you do think about that, and that was the concept I went in with, right? I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this, right? Um, and it was they told me like no we want to know what you want right we want to make mm. sure that you're good and uh wow it had to I changed direction it's amazing because i'm learning more from them than right. they will ever learn from me it's amazing we're with mike and amber wall in studio talking about uh, their company bottle breacher um and uh, again the handcrafted 50 caliber bottle openers made by active duty service members and veterans um, and uh, again, a company that uh, serves uh, in so many ways those who served us uh, for so many years in the military. So Bottle Breacher is what you are known for. But really quick, because we got about a minute or so, uh, there's more products and people can go to BottleBreacher.com and uh, support how, how you're supporting. Uh, we, <coughs> sorry, we laugh a little bit just because we're redoing the website uh, today, meeting with some people. And, uh, <laughs> uh, the products on the website are what uh, spurred some of the uh, conversations and learning that both Mike and I have had with these guys. So, yes, BottleBreacher.com. Um, if the website pauses a little bit, it's being redone. Be patient with us. Stay Thank tuned. you. Well, I know our listeners want to support what you guys are doing, so uh, no website uh, edit will stop them. BottleBreacher.com. Congratulations again on uh, being the second generation of this business here in Tucson. Uh, be well out there. Stay cool. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Mike and Amber. When we come back after bottom of the hour news and break, a few words from me. And then Louise and Holly will be with us. Grange Hall Relish reviving an old family recipe into a new business here in Tucson. Don't go anywhere. 1030 The Voice.
Tucson homeowners, do you have equity in your home and would like to sell but are afraid that you won't be able to find a new place in this market? Well, you're not alone. That's why CNC Partners has put together an innovative way to make your next home dream come true. They work with local investors who can purchase your home for cash, pay above market value, waive the appraisal, and provide you with the option to lease your home back to you for 12 months until you can find a new home in the Tucson market. If you'd like to see what that cash offer might look like with no obligation, go to Tucson cashoffer.com. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the 70-plus startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges that houses the university's commercialization hub with several other projects coming out of the ground, they are integral in shaping the future of southern Arizona. Tech Park Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. Hi, this is Ethan Orr from the University of Arizona, where we apply science for sustainability and economic opportunity. At the Arizona Cooperative Extension, we focus on youth leadership, water conservation, and environmental health. If you'd like to find out more about urban agriculture, youth development, or creating a healthier environment, call me, Ethan Orr, at 520-621-0906, or visit us at extension.arizona.edu. When you manage your money with a credit union, you're taking true ownership of your finances and how your money impacts the community. Stop letting banking just happen to you. Bring your money home to Vantage West. Federally insured by NCUA. Helping you make better money decisions is what the Ramsey Show is all about. Today at 1 p.m. on 1030 The Voice. And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona. Good morning to you. We are live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on the M1030 KVOI, The Voice. This segment is sponsored by Little Love Burger. They opened downtown last fall, serving up the juiciest burgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, local brews, and breakfast sandwiches. You can follow them on social media at Little Love Burger and mention you heard about them here on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser. For a 15.15% discount off your next order. Uh, and if you just joined us, uh, check out on the podcast when it's up later today. We just um, had Mike and Amber Wall in studio with us. They are the new owners of Bottle Breacher of Shark Tank fame, a local Tucson company started by uh, Eli Crane and company. Eli Crane may be a familiar name. Uh, to many of you, a veteran himself who uh, is now um, running for Congress um, and uh, sold the business to Mike and Amber Wall, two other locals here in Tucson. It's a rapidly growing company um, where the products are made uh, by veterans and uh, it benefits uh, the veteran and active military community. Um, Again, Bottle Breacher. Uh, Check them out, bottlebreacher.com. And uh, of course, my thought after that interview was uh, was just how um, I think there is such a gap between uh, a civilian understanding of what it means to have been or be active duty and then either be going back and forth into civilian life or to be military for a while and come back into civilian life. And as I said, 
in the last segment. That includes me, right? That's not saying I have the knowledge and I wish more people, uh, uh, more, more people do. This is someone who has never, um, you know, never um, uh, served in active duty. I don't know what it's like to leave that and come back to civilian life. Uh, but, but what I have said um, in the past, I think even on this show, um, is I've thought to myself in the past even, we have this Davis Monthan Air Force Base and uh, it, it employs and has, you know, many, 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 many active duty, you know, uh, soldiers. And when I think about how many people in my network um, are from the Davis Monthan Air Force Base, I think, you know, man, I don't know if I see those folks a lot or if I have enough of those in my, you know, in my uh, friend, friend or uh, acquaintance circles, uh, and that's certainly not by choice, but but for such a big entity here, my point is there seems like there's a divide between what happens there even and Tucson. And I think there's just uh, a lot of misunderstanding and probably a lack of relationship, even in a community that has an active Air Force base uh, between those who are active duty and, um, and civilians. And so I'm always fascinated um, to learn about what is it like to transition out of the military back into civilian life and how do companies like Bottle Breacher help that transition, which I know enough to know is really, really difficult. So, um, you know, I appreciate Mike and Amber um, for their work, not just as business people, but also uh, serving active duty and, and, and veterans here in, in Tucson. You know, and look, to me, I also, there's this line for me between there is the policy that the federal government makes to defend borders and to be active around the world, right? Um, and Congress and the president, ideally, <laughs> make the decisions together around where we go and what we do. And you and I get the benefit and the blessing of discussing that here in studio. Is it right? Is it wrong? Should we be there? Should we not? Um, there are men and women who put on the uniform, committed uh, to serving the leadership of this country, um, and protecting this country when it is required of them. They don't get to set policy. They don't get to agree with the policy. They don't get to discuss the politics. They simply say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, and do what is asked of them. And, and so for me, there's this line between, you know, the philosophy of war and combat and the politics of where it is and what it looks like and the men and women who, um, who accept the call of duty uh, and fulfill it. And regardless of what we think here in our air-conditioned studios about the politics and policies of those things, I think those who serve always deserve our gratitude um, because they are doing what is asked of them to do. Um, and, and so I know in these times um, there's a lot of debate and a lot of thought around you know, around America and its place in the world. These men and women don't get to make that decision. They don't get to make that choice. They put on the uniform and they serve and they deserve our gratitude. Here at home, we get to vote and go to the ballot box um, to either decide or check what we think uh, about about the policy making. But those men and women, they deserve our support um, and our gratitude. So those were some thoughts that uh, that got all uh, stirred and shaken up um, uh, uh, just uh, having a conversation with Mike and Amber Wall. Uh, I am excited about the next conversation uh, that we get to have. Um, by the way, 
let's see. It's going to be with uh, Luis uh, and and Holly Barnett. Uh, before we get there, want to say thanks as we head out uh, to Decibel Coffee Works, the coffee the Yensers drink at home. And while we're out and about, uh, visit them at their location at the MSA Annex at 267 South Avenida del Convento um, to uh, see their coffee, drinks, beans, pastries, and more. Uh, rumor no more. Ice cream is on its way. Thank goodness it's hot out there. And you can get 10% off of all of it on your next order on anything you buy by mentioning that you heard about them here on Tipping Point with, um, with Zach Yenser. On the other side, this is our accidental business spotlight hour. Did not set it up this way, but Sometimes that's the that's the best way. Uh, Grange Hall relish, an old family recipe revived by two young people in this community, Louise and Holly Barnett. Um, they are reviving it to start a new business here in Tucson, continuing the family legacy. I love seeing uh, young working people start a business, keep a family legacy going, and staying here in Tucson. That's the recipe. We all want for this community. Luis and Holly are doing it. We'll get to meet them just on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back here on Tipping Point. 1030 The Voice. Your source for trusted local news and talk. 1030 The Voice. School's out and summer's here. And now's the best time to come out in the evenings and catch Tucson's professional soccer team, FC Tucson, in action. We're back home June 11th for Forever Pride. Fireworks and a salute to the troops on July 3rd. Celebrating Tucson's birthday on August 20th. And don't miss our defending WPSL Desert Conference champions in action. The FC Tucson women have home games June 3rd, June 19th, June 24th, and July 1st. Tickets start at just $10. Get yours now at fctucson.com. Zach Yenser here, host of Tipping Point, and I want to tell you that Decibel Coffee Works is the coffee we drink at home and while we're out and about. Run by a great local team of people who care about the Tucson community, you'll find a variety of great coffee drinks, beans, pastries, and more. There's also a rumor ice cream is on its way in 2022. To see their full menu and varieties of roasted beans from around the world, visit DecibelCoffeeWorks.com and visit them at 267 South Avenida del Convento. Mention you heard about them on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser for 10% off your next order on anything you buy. Why I love where I live. It's a brand and movement that began here in Tucson to spark gratitude and celebrate the good things about where we live. Located in the open air Mercado San Agustin Annex, just west of downtown, it's a great place to shop or spend time with friends as you enjoy food, drink, and other shopping options close by. Find gifts, toys, books, and clothes that will help you celebrate where you live. Visit them at the Annex off the I-10 at Cushing and Avenida del Convento. Zach Yenzo here, and I'm so excited to be a part of the launch of the Little Love Burger as they're growing in Tucson. Located just a few hours down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger serves up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. Little Love Burger is open Sunday through Thursday, 11 to 9, and Friday and Saturday, 11 to 10. You can follow their bee on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson. Don't you want some burger to love? 
In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the 70-plus startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges that houses the university's commercialization hub with several other projects coming out of the ground, they are integral in shaping the future of southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. This is Bill Buckmaster, Mayor Romero at noon on 1030 Tucson's Voice for Trusted News Talk. And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona live out of the Common Workspace studios. It is Tuesday, Wednesday Eve here, this uh, live drive time hour of Tipping Point with Zach Yenser, Daily In-Depth News, conversation and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I am your host, Zach Yenser. Well, today accidentally turned out to be a Tucson Business Spotlight Hour um, and we're continuing that with a couple of guests I've been really looking forward to getting to have on the air. It's not our first time meeting by far, but first time on the air, Luis and Holly uh, Barnett um, talking about an old family recipe um, uh, that is being revived, uh, second generation. I got those names right, correct? <laughs> you sure did. Okay. Thank you so much. The way you were looking at me was like, I swear I know your names, but if not, that's a horrible start to the interview. But now that I got made sure that I got them right and I'm not in my head anymore, the rest of the interview is going to be easy, uh, easy sailing. So, um, of course, we want to give a big shout out to uh, um, our sponsor of this conversation, Vantage West Credit Union. They want to support some great local businesses. We've been doing with them uh, a segment for a while, a series called Essential Customer. Well, we want to talk to businesses who uh, started, grew, thrived, innovated during COVID, and, and, and now on the, shall we say, endemic side of COVID, whatever was the right terminology, uh, have a bright future ahead. And we want to encourage our listeners to be essential customers of the work um, that you are doing. So maybe we start there. Um, Holly, tell us about uh, Grange Hall Relish. And I think there's an exciting new change to that. Maybe we'll mention it here on the show today. But uh, an old family recipe Survived in a new generation. Tell me a little bit more about that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us, Zach. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll start with the name. Um, we thought we had settled on Grange Hall, and we went through, um, you know, all of the proper channels to check name availability <laughs> and whatnot, but it turns out Grange is more than a noun. So, um cease and desist letter we received recently <laughs> so that small business life this is real talk <laughs> so but this is important right because you've yeah. actually been in the star and you've been mentioned and, and so people may may recognize the name by now but uh 
do you know what it's going to be or is that TBD? So pending my parents' approval, um, I think we're going with Russ's relish. So Russ okay. is my grandpa. Um, so it keeps it still in the family. Well, this is cool because this is a grandparents' recipe and has been all along. Absolutely. Yeah. So my great, great grandmother, Hannah, um, during the Great Depression, actually, um, she used this relish to keep her family of 12 afloat. Um, she would sell just these humble ham sandwiches by the side of the road. And of course, everything was homemade during those days, right. you know, homemade bread. But she really elevated it with this relish. Uh, it's a sweet relish. Um, heavy green tomato base I would say for it um, and people just loved them and so she sold them kind of all through kind of like I said kept the family afloat and ever since then the family has always made it um, just as gifts and you know mm -hmm. things like that during the holidays um, so a few years ago we were kind of just kicking around getting my parents a, a finished product you know a mm -hmm. nice label you know kind of finishing it off for them was sort of the idea and um Luis here was at a uh, TYP event. Okay. And uh, was introduced to um, to Startup Tucson. Okay. So I don't know if Luis. I always I always forget that's a part of the story. Yeah. That uh, Tucson Young Professionals event, uh, and I mean we've known each other for three or four years, Correct. I think, through that. Absolutely. And uh, and found out about you know one of our partner organizations mm -hmm. is Startup Tucson. Yes. And so that's how this all kind of started to go from family thing to potentially a business. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, again, as Holly, as Holly mentioned, you know, her, her parents made the relish um, for uh, just as gifts and to send out. And so they sent me a jar and I killed, they said, you know, for, for the holidays by December, I'd killed it. I said, when's the next jar coming? And they said, and by killed it, you mean you consumed, it, consumed all it all. Excuse me. Pardon. <laughs> devoured the entire jar myself <laughs> by January and so then I asked her you know when, when's the next one coming and she told me you know not till next November yeah. so I said well, we gotta figure out how, how to get going so so Luis's craving became yes. the business absolutely that's absolutely. how it works you know, okay. and, you know cravings are a big motivator so <laughs> Um, for fa fast forward, going to uh, the TYP Ignite 520 event uh, last oh, okay. year, which which was a great event. Um, been connected, you know, th of course through you with them through uh, the last couple years, and so. Uh, T, uh, excuse me, Startup Tucson had a breakout session. There I met Channing, who was part of that program. Mm -hmm. From there, she invited us into their Food Forward program. Okay. And then we did a 10-week course through them, kind of really outlining the, the strategies behind food businesses and, you know, the importance, mm -hmm. labeling, uh, distributing growth, pro mm -hmm. uh, just all the different nuances that come with owning the, the uh, food, uh, in, <laughs> excuse me, a business mm -hmm. in this space. Um but that's how that's how we connected, and then from there, uh, we had the opportunity to be interviewed for for the paper, and that was really exciting Very as well. Cool. And uh, and now we're here discussing with you. So, so thank you for having us on. Absolutely. Well, Tucson, kind of an untold story in Tucson, maybe at least until a year or two ago, was our ability to be food innovators yes. and to start food businesses. Um, you know, I think Tucson Tamale Company is an example that comes to mind of a Tucson company that started, I mean, like how you guys are, Absolutely. and is now national and is all over the country, you know, and, uh, you know, over 4,000 years of agriculture farmed history at the base of A Mountain. Yes. We're pretty darn good at this food thing, not to mention <laughs> being a U.S. city of gastronomy. And I think from what I know, that was Startup Tucson's goal to say, look, 
lot of Luis and Holly Barnett. There's a lot of uh, formerly Grange Hall relish. Uh, um, <laughs> how do we help support them and accelerate their business? And this was during COVID. Yeah, absolutely. So this was during the last year. Um, it was during COVID. And so uh, we had just the opportunity to learn and grow from them. You mentioned Tucson Tamale Company. We did, you know, as part of the Food Forward program, they did have a food showcase. They did invite a lot of uh the, the gentleman, I forget, forgive me for not remembering, but the gentleman who owned Flora's Market Run. Uh, um, yeah. Who also owns several other enterprises. Is it Nate? Here. Yes, Nate. Exactly. Nate Aries. We've yes, had him exactly. on the show. Shout out Nate yes, Aries. That's right. Yes. So um, so he brought a lot of his expertise. And the, the, the owners of Tucson Tamale Company, mm-hmm. again, you know, really came, brought in a lot of their um, knowledge as well. Individuals from the county were able to come down and kind of share with right. us the, the step-by-step process of, of kind of how to getting this thing launched. So uh, we, we're forever grateful to that program for just out outlining what what is needed and kind of giving us a roadmap um, just to kind of take it piece by piece and, and advance the needle there little by little for sure so what comes next what, what is it like starting a food business I've never done that before yeah we hadn't either <laughs> so um, it's okay you're still more of an expert than I am <laughs> what is it like doing a food business um, you know it's been really fun um, I think one of the first challenges was sourcing the green tomatoes um, in Pennsylvania, it's very seasonal. Um, it gets a lot colder there, and so That's there's where I was always born. this. Oh, were you fully aware? Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't want to go back for that reason. <laughs> for that reason, agree. Why do you call here? <laughs> yeah. So they, um, you know, in the fall, there's this mad run to just save all the green tomatoes before the frost gets to them, and so I think that's kind of how the recipe was born. Hmm. But we don't have that here. Um, and so we first thing we've done now is we've transitioned it to a more regional ingredient, uh, tomatillo, rather than mm, the green tomato. I love it. Yes. Yeah. So it took a little finessing, but I think we've got it. Um, we actually submitted it to the Pima County Fair, and we won our blue ribbon there. And best of class. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. That's so super cool. We've been excited about the reception. Congrats, you know, you guys. Thank you. And what we're excited about the tomatillo variety is that it really makes it does, it makes it regional. And Absolutely. you mentioned, you know, the Tucson city gastronomy, the long culture food, the culture of ingre- of local ingredients. So if we can source local ingredients like a tomatillo that's used, you know, plant that's Absolutely. used in so many different types of cuisines here regionally. Um, then you know, I think I think that would make it more local as well. Yeah, so a, a Southwest sweet relish. I love so it. If you would, yeah. I gotta ask the guy Please. whose cravings made a business. <laughs> Tell our listeners who are hearing about this relish. Yes, absolutely. What did you eat it with? What would it go with? What would it go on? You obviously found many ways to consume it because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, because we we at the end of our that jar. Um, so as Holly mentioned, you know the ham sandwiches are a classic staple. You know, and I never really thought about ham sam- uh, relish on a ham sandwich much before mm-hmm. uh, hearing about the recipe but that is one of my favorite things hot dogs it's really great on um, we've made deviled eggs with it tuna salad wow. egg salad um, so anything put on top of hamburgers um, so most things that you would use uh, to traditional sweet relish for you could use the, the tomatillo relish as well the, the sweet relish for that amazing so cast some vision for our for our listeners we're going to end with uh, where can where can our listeners today and on the podcast later uh, go and uh, either buy or pre-order whatever the best case scenario is for you guys but but uh, so 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 you've gotten this far during covid uh, what comes next what's the dream we're having this conversation a year from now tell me what's in your mind's eye where, where does this go yeah, so, you know, the, the reception for Sweet Relish, a lot of people are a little hesitant at first, 
<clears throat> excuse me, it's not, um, you know, it's, it's not so much regional here. Um, you do a lot of spice here, and so having that sweet profile. Um, so first thing, we just want to, you know, introduce it to people who haven't, you know, maybe had it before or just really didn't think they were into it. We got a lot of people who say, oh, I'm not really a Relish fan, but then they try ours and we're pleasantly surprised. Um, I bet there's some listeners who'd be willing to trial this for yes, you <laughs> and begrudgingly give you a testimonial at Absolutely. the end of it. I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm just Currently, playing, you can but... find us on Instagram at Russ's Relish. <laughs> that, that seems to be um, the best place where the, to connect with us right yeah. now. So Russ's Relish. Um, you can also email us at bonitafamilia, E-N-T, at gmail.com. That's bonitafamiliaenterprises, but just E-N-T, uh, at gmail. And that's another really good way to, okay. to get in touch with us right now. Um, ideally, in a year, we look to be on some local shelves, maybe some of these ask, local markets yeah. that we mentioned. Um, having a uh, medium-sized or small male direct-to-consumer direct business, uh, doing at some different farmer's markets or some local markets around town as well. Um, so... Please follow us at Russ's Relish on Instagram or email us if you have any questions. Uh, we hopefully, in the next 60 days here, can um, make quite quite a footprint. We have we have some commissary tours in the next three, oh, in the next three days. That's set up, always so. the next step. Yes, exactly. Yes. So Is that um, kitchen space. Yeah. So if anyone knows commissary space out there <laughs> in Radio Land and you want to send me a message, that would be fantastic as well. I'd, I'd appreciate that. So absolutely. Yes. Holly, does it go bigger than that? Are you guys the next Tucson Tamale Company? Why not? <laughs> love that. Why not? Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, we would definitely love that. We. Um, <laughs> Our thing right now, you'll see, is um, just never neon. And so a lot of the, okay. the, you know, the relishes you see on the shelves are kind of this bright, uh, unsightly green. And so, um, yeah, we would love to to fill that space with something a little more natural. And um, It's yeah, super probably. cool. I mean, it kind of seems like you guys are bringing East Coast, West Coast together mm-hmm. a little bit. The relish of the East Coast with right. the tomatillo of, of this region. Absolutely. And that's, how, that's innovation, is pairing mm-hmm. two things that you wouldn't necessarily think go together um together yeah yeah well let me ask you this um um uh, we've got about two minutes maybe a little bit less so kind of a quick question quick answer obviously besides what i hope many of our listeners will do uh and pre-order or buy from you following instagram what can tucson do uh, or keep doing to support people like you starting businesses if you if you had a magic wand the mayor is going to be on Buckmaster's show at noon. Um, uh, yeah, she, she, she very well may be listening right now. Absolutely. What, what do you need from us? Uh, you know, so I think the Tucson community does a great job of coming together. Startup Tucson, again, has been a wonderful program for us. It's such, a, such an eye-opener to what's needed and, ma- and helping us make so many connections. Tucson's definitely a market of who you know in a lot of ways. And so that ability to open doors through those connections, through through organizations like that, has been really helpful. Um, so the best thing I think that, that Behind Tucson can do is continue to work together to community, to continue to, to put ourselves on the map um, through, you know, food, which is a big part of what Tucson's culture is, you know, not only with your with your Space City push, which I'm also behind as well. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, uh, but, you know, but, but Tucson, <laughs> but food is Tucson, you know, and Tucson is food as well, yeah. a big part of it. And so being able to kind of uh, incorporate the community through different efforts like that, especially some of the programs mentioned, are, are, would be really helpful and is innovative. All right, one more time, you guys. Where can people? I've gotten messages in. 
I am hungry quote I gotta try this so so this is working this is working y'all where can people go right now to again follow you buy from you all that good stuff leave us with that absolutely so Instagram uh, currently seems to be the best way it's Russ's Relish with three S's R-U-S-S-S Relish okay yes Russ's Relish Uh, or uh, you can email us at bonitafamilia E-N-T at gmail.com wonderful wonderful well I know a lot of our listeners are foodies we talk about food uh, a lot on this station because Tucson is food and food is Tucson. Absolutely. So thank you guys for coming down this way, carving out some time here uh, in, the, uh, in the morning here on a Tuesday. And uh, good luck. Support you guys. Thanks for doing business in Tucson. Thank you. We don't tell business owners that enough. Thank you for doing business in Tucson. You could do it literally anywhere. Absolutely. You chose Tucson. So thank you. Thank you, Tucson. Tucson, we will be back tomorrow, same time, same place on Wednesday. Our Faith and Culture contributor, Jeff Loxon, will be with us. Our uh, syndicated nationally columnist, Ruben Navarrete, will be with us to talk national issues. Again, Hugh Hewitt's up next. Bill Buckmaster at noon in Tucson. We'll see you tomorrow. Stay cool out there. Thanks for listening.